This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. We're at the Liveberg Studios up in Glenshaw. Our producer, Ben Stonium, is here. Mm. John? Hi. The 4th of July, right around the corner. It's a big one. Is it? It's a Tuesday 4th. Yeah, we like that, though. I think we do. Stretches out. I mean, because that's a five-day weekend. That's a huge break. Monday is total bullshit day. Mon- yeah, Monday, you're just... Sorry, Monday. You're caught in the crossfire on that one. Because if you got tagged for mailing it in on Monday, you could be like, sorry, I mean, I've got some plans to celebrate our nation right. and its history. Right. It's rich and hallowed history. What are you doing? Yeah. Working. I'm getting ready. Yeah. I have to go to Columbiana, Ohio to drop $500 on fireworks. Mm, every year, somebody's going to hold, you know, count your fingers, guys. Be careful. How much firework uh, messing around did you do when you were a kid? Zero. I have a very healthy fear of things like that. And yeah. I have sparklers. I drew the line at sparklers. Really? Yeah. I'm not f- around with fireworks you nuts i love fireworks oh you would so here's the thing here's the thing my dad uh my dad's house was on a bunch of old strip mine land Mm. so there was like you know there were no environmental concerns because we as southwestern pennsylvanians had already destroyed uh that part of the land like it it was already like earth after people out there yeah which was sweet and I remember, like, my dad got me some fireworks, and I was like, oh, this is cool. This one, like, spins and shoots up in the air, and yeah. this one's like a little mortar thing. And my dad's buddy, <laughs> it was like a like-minded guy to my dad, like a, you know, a bit of a, like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, do whatever right. you Let want. Let the kid play with the explosives. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he was like, what are you worried? What are you, what are you doing here over here, Ted? I'm like, oh, I'm just messing around with these fireworks. Yeah. Um, and he's like. You know, when I was a kid, we had real fireworks. And he goes on this long thing. He's like, an M80 was a quarter stick of dynamite. And I'm like, man, that sounds so cool. I'm like nine. I'm like, that sounds really cool. And he's like, I'm going to go home and see if I still have any of my old stuff laying around. What? So he came back. (laughs) (laughs) You're by yourself? Are you with other kids at this point? No, no, no. No, only child. Yeah, right. You're just a bunch of old strip mine land. (laughs) And uh, he came back and he gave me all these like M40s. So they were like an eighth of a stick. Right. Which is, hey, that's. Big old box. Yeah. John, I'm telling you, if they were expired by a day, they were expired by 20 years. Just old paper, uh, you know, dry ass wick. Right. Man, it was a great summer. You got some pop out of it, though. F***ing around with those things. It was awesome. Totally ruined a picnic table at my dad's. Nice. Was never forgiven for that. Yeah. But I didn't really deserve it anyway. Mm. Fourth of July memories. That's a pretty good one. John, I want to let our listeners know here. Mm. You are... Yeah. You're dipping your toe into acting. A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) Uh, Got a call from a good friend at a local theater company. Um... 
gentleman, talented writer uh, out there, um, actually not from the area, but is a huge Joe Grishecki fan, wrote a musical inspired by the music of Pittsburgh's own leader of the Iron City House Rockers, Joe Grishecki. So, and we did a little little thing. It was like a quick table read, but we did the songs and got to do a little acting. It was cool. I'd never done anything like that. Yeah, I'm an actor now. So. How did it feel to finally be doing that thing you really wanted to do in high school, but were afraid of being bullied for? Dude, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Oh, I know. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, wow, I'm surrounded by people that were all comfortable enough to just do this. You were, were the were real 16. brave ones in high school. Seriously, all these people, and you know, and they're like, they all seem to be doing great. As I'm sure you've all heard, we've all been hearing lots of talk. There's lots of chatter on the airwaves. I've been hearing so much about these Pittsburgh Pirate City Connect jerseys. What about you? Have you heard about these? Oh Benstonium, my, oh Tad? Oh, God. You know, I've seen the pictures of them when they posted it, like, the first day, and, and I've, I've heard about, like, I guess it's kind of, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I looked at the jerseys, and I don't know. I'm kind of, The first thing that came to mind when I looked at them and sort of, you know, was hearing all the chat, I'm, who the f*** cares? <laughs> More like the city shut the f up jerseys, am I right? <laughs> Seriously, what the f who cares? Have you seen them? Just go fly blind here. What does a City Connect jersey look like, Tad? Well, first off, I don't understand the term City Connect. I don't either. It sounds like a f***ing bus pass. <laughs> Is this like a Port Authority? The Pittsburgh Pirates and Port Authority are teaming up to bring you the City Connect jerseys. Scan the QR code on the sleeve of the jersey and get a free transfer to McKee's Rocks. <laughs> but don't take our word for it. Uh, after my third DUI, I had to move real close to the T, so now I'm in Brookline and I can get to PNC real quick. So I bought this Jack Wilson City Connect jersey and it has has right there on the sleeve everything you need. Yeah, dude. What? Look, it's, it's just I've never been more underwhelmed. Like the the hype is not proportionate to what these things look like. It's a yellow jersey that says PGA. It's like any one of those t-shirt stores on East Carson probably already had this made. And and the alternate jersey thing in general, like I think you could get a couple, but like it just seems like a money grab, right? To sell more. I think one of the worst alternate jerseys, it was the best at the time. And now I just, I want them gone, especially in the context of looking at a full arena uh -huh. and that's the penguins light blues yeah they were so cool when they, they were sick when they came yeah. out and now it's confusing now Ugh. it's not great i'll tell you what else is not great i got a problem i live next to a local establishment that has a little bit of outdoor seating several gentlemen like to congregate a lot of them are really cool i'd say all of them are really cool except there's this one guy that is always smoking and throwing his cigarette butts into the street then it rains or the wind blows, ends up in my yard or my kids out there. What's this, daddy? Several times now, over dating back to like early last summer, I've like brought out an ashtray or brought out a cup. Sometimes I'll go out and just sweep them up in front of them. And it's just, it's a standoff. He's continuing to do it. I was just wondering if, if there's anything I haven't thought of or if it's time for me to give up. This guy is not, he doesn't seem like he's going to stop. I think there's more cigarettes out there now. He also routinely urinates in my alley, <laughs> which I'm willing to I'm willing to let that one go. It's a real pick one yeah. for this gentleman, yeah. I think. What do you do? 
I would say hit him with the pick one. Hey, man, you piss in the alley and you throw cigarettes on the ground. Could you pick one to stop doing? Yeah. Which one of these is more critical yeah. to to me and upholding and supporting your good time yeah. in front of my <laughs> That's house? That's a good one. I like that. Because look, I'm here yeah. for you. I exist. Yeah. I'm just a I'm just a video game character yeah. in your and, life. Yep. I'm an ensemble character, and in, in the it's about you, man. How can we make you more comfortable? <laughs> yeah. I have a petty grievance myself. Mm. Well, yours is actually legitimate. This one is like pretty childish. This gas station I go to, sometimes they promote they promote products at checkout. They get you at like your weakest moment. All right, sir. And can I interest you in a uh, buy one, get one granola bar? And you're like, nah, no thanks. Mm. But the gas station that I go to, they've been like... All right, sir, and can I interest you in a Mr. Beast bar for $1.99? Mr. Beast? Do you know who Mr. Beast is, John? No. Mr. Beast is that YouTuber who does what are essentially watered-down running man challenges where it's like, we got 50 people, and the last one touching this table at the end of so-and-so time is going to win $1 million. Okay. Mr. Beast. So Mr. Beast is a YouTuber and he's worth $500 million. Wow. But think about the space that he's now occupying, John. Hustling candy is like one of the last things that a kid who is not legally old enough to work can do. I hustled candy on the bus. Dude, is Mr. Beast trying to go to Cedar Point and expects me to pay for that? What the f*** is this? It's like... When you're at the Steeler game and you're tailgating and the kids come by and they're like, hey, I have some sort of ambiguous trip I'm going on. Do you want to buy a bag of peanut peanut M&Ms for two bucks? And you're like, you know what? I will crush. Give me 10 bags. Here's a 20. You know, you're and you feel kind of good about it. And now Mr. Beast wants that two dollars. Man, that's messed up. I said something the other day. The woman was like, all right, can I introduce, can I interest you in a Mr. Beast bar for $1.99? I was like, no. And you know what? Wow, you said that? I went, it's like (laughs) seven in the morning. I'm like, I think Mr. Beast should focus his attention elsewhere. Right. I like the hoagie sales. The hoagie sales were cool. Well, hoagie sales are great because like as the consumer in that one, you're like, I remember as a kid selling hoagies, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know exactly how this is going to work. Like, how I'm going to get you your hoagie. Like, because in my mind, I'm like, am I going to deliver you a hot hoagie? Like, I'm like, at some point, there's going to be a hoagie. And then on the consumer side, you're like, you're like, at some, I have to decide now if I'm going to, like. Am I willing to, uh, this hoagie will not have been refrigerated right. for 10 hours by the time <laughs> this gonna kid It's going to be in some kid's today. backpack. And I also, even if it, even if all that is, you know, if it's somehow cool and it's well taken care of, like, I got to decide on, like, March 14th if I'm going to want a hoagie. On like May fifth, like, you have to I'm think like, to yourself. You're like, am I going to be vegetarian by then? Yeah, no, nah, probably not. I, I might be out of town when the hokies get delivered. The kid, I'm going to be chasing this kid around. I'm going to be owed. He's going to feel weird. Like I just right. It's like I'm going to have a hoagie for you at some point. You're like, <laughs> well, when is the hoagie? Like I would like to plan to not have to cook. When will my hoagie be? You're like, we we don't exactly know. <laughs> just know that a child is going to bring you a hoagie at some point. You I'm may or yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had that hoagie on layaway. Yeah, you might want it. You might not. You're selling hoagie futures yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point. Uh, when I worked at, I worked at a different place, and this guy went around the office, and he was like, and he sent the big 
company-wide email. Oh, as, a kid, as a kid. My daughter oh. is selling hoagies, and they bought hoagies. So anyway, like the week before the hoagie drop, the dude got fired. He was laid off. Oh, my God. Someone came by my desk and was like, so, uh, what do you think's going to happen with those hoagies? This guy was really counting on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, Steve. Yeah, like, what it, is, yeah, what is the best? Practice it looks though? like it's. It, it looks like it. You'll have to figure something out. Right. Maybe there might be a grace period where you have to wait before you start. This guy just lost his job. Right. You don't want to be. He's like, gonna show up. Hey everyone. <laughs> hey everyone. I, I, we were gonna keep the hoagies because you know food right. is sort of. He reaches into a box to yeah. pull out a hoagie and is tackled by security yeah. at the door. He's like, "They're the hoagies! Yeah. I wasn't gonna hurt anyone." Yeah, yeah it was a big mess. <laughs> John, the biggest news, I'll say, in the sports world at large. Oh yeah, definitely. Of the last two weeks, the wedding of Kenneth Shane Pickett. Mm. I saw some of the Instagram stories, the him, posts. Yeah, him smoking a cigar with his bride on his lap, looking like a true player. The coverage. Dude, the uh, the fog machine on the dance floor. Yeah, the giant, like, sparklers, pyrotechnics. The whole bit. He had it all. Some sort of custom liqueur bottles. Mm-hmm. And then it dawned on me. This is our royal family. That's our prince. That's our special boy. This is our sense of self as Steeler Nation is is tied to their romantic success mm-hmm. forever. They represent us. They're the best of us. <laughs> so, did you catch any of the coverage? The- I did catch some of the coverage, okay. and I know that we shouldn't really be doing this, but it was behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. Um, BBC was there right. um, to provide coverage. They just have, they've sort of been in this game for a long time. They know how to do it. They know how to do royal yeah. weddings. Right. Um, so at the risk of getting jammed up with some copyright stuff, we thought it was important and we want to play some of BBC's coverage of the Kenny Pickett royal wedding for you all right now. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our coverage of this momentous occasion. We are in the heart of Pittsburgh, where today the city is buzzing with excitement as the charismatic Steeler quarterback Kenny Pickett ties the knot in a splendid British Royal Pittsburgh-style wedding. I'm your host, Nigel Farnsworth, and it is my honor to bring you all the live updates from this extraordinary event. The aerial view of the Grand Cathedral of Learning in Pittsburgh adorned with beautiful flower decorations and Steeler tchotchkes and of course the black and gold carpet leading up to the entrance. We go now to our Pittsburgh correspondent Jim Revniak who is the PA announcer for Chartier's Valley. Jim, could you describe the feeling down there right now? Oh man, the ambiance. I mean it's f***ing beautiful Nigel. Absolutely breathtaking indeed Jim. For those that watching at home, could you give us a better understanding of what this means in context for Steeler Nation? I mean, zoom out for a second. Kenny's locked in. I mean, he's locked down. He's wifed up. I mean, this is it. He's grown up. Marital bliss. I think this means we're going to go, I'd say, 11 and 6. 
get into the playoffs for sure. And there he is. Kenneth Shane Pickett looking every bit the debonair groom. He certainly exudes confidence and cunning, clearly embracing the role of a modern-day prince, eagerly anticipating the arrival of his bride. Right. I mean, as long as he can get the ball to George Pickens, somewhere between 15, 25 targets a game, I mean, this should work out spectacularly. Inside these hallowed walls, the bride, adorned in a bespoke gown fit for a princess, the anticipation builds and the air is filled with excitement and romance. She looks even more beautiful than Darius Chisholm. You remember her from Channel 11? Absolutely stunning. Kenny Pickett now, the epitome of grace under pressure on the football field, will stand poised to embark on a lifelong journey with his soulmate. The love between them radiates much like the pass that Antoine Randall L threw to Heinz Ward for a touchdown in Super Bowl 40 against Seattle. The anticipation here is palpable. And here comes the bridal party, Nigel. They're in motion. All right, now they're doing some kind of crisscross. It, it's like a processional jet sweep. I don't love it. This is obviously some kind of ode to Matt Canada. Ah, yes, as is tradition. Absolutely stunning, Jim. There they stand, united in love and devotion. As Kenny Pickett and his radiant bride exchange vows and rings, the significance of this moment cannot be overstated. It is a celebration of love, commitment, and the beginning of a shared journey that will undoubtedly captivate hearts near and far. Huh? Guy said I could park here until 10.30. No, no, I got a pass. The guy said I could park. It appears that our correspondent no, is under duress. In the garage. You f***ing kidding me? He's being accosted what by a security of some, I, some type. I could care less. I'm on BBC right oh, now. goodness me. Well, then I guess tow it, We'll be back in just a few short moments. Get a tow truck, mother I'll tell you, John, that coverage and just seeing those two young people well, Kenny, not so young, but seeing Kenny and his lovely bride um, through the lens of British celebration of tradition. It makes sense. Weren't they pushing a thing for a while there? Britsburg? Wasn't that a thing? <laughs> that would be so bad. Yeah, oh, I think that yeah, was that a thing. Uh, but I think we're going to check back in probably. I think there might be more coverage for us to, That's great. to drop as, in on. As long as we can. As yeah, long that as gym guy's doing a great, great job, too. My uncle actually went to school with them. Wow. I think that... I want to say they won the Parkway West when they were there. Hell yeah. Yeah. John, as you know, I started a new job. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of training right now. Right. Do you remember when you were in sixth grade and you had like one or two teachers that was really susceptible to personal questions? Oh, like if you wanted to get them off track? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get her going. She'll forget to assign homework, the whole bit. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So we just pulled that off the other day. Hell yeah. And it felt amazing. Yeah. Like, well, so do, do you like boats? <laughs> what do you like about boats? And then you look across, you know, the classroom. Yeah, somebody else kid connects with you. There's that electricity in the room. Like, <laughs> we can we can do this. Keep the ball yeah. in the air. Yeah. Somebody, like, that never talks raises their hand yeah. and gets in on it. Yeah, and you're like, oh, the Mike. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher's like, Quiet, Mike. the teacher's like, wow, if Mike's yeah. part of this conversation, this is, you know, this is, hey, the kids are working hard. Sometimes being a teacher is just about connecting. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Right. You want to show them that you're a person too. Yeah. Just like you. So one of the unfortunate things about this new career path that I'm on is that I have to miss my cousin Dave's wedding, Ooh. which is a huge bummer. Oh, Dave. Love Cousin Dave. Love Cousin Dave. Friend of the show. 
But the thing that really sucks about missing Dave's wedding is Dave's brother-in-law, my cousin-in-law, mm. Brian, 13 years ago, uh, said that he was going to eat an entire calzone at Big Jim's in the run. Mm. That's a mighty, that's some tough talk right there. It's a big ass calzone. Anyway, he didn't end up ordering it, forever disgracing himself. Coward. And a little bit, yeah, thank you. And a little bit disgracing our family and the memory. uh, We were there because it was the, it was like where we went after my grandpa was laid out. Oh, cool. So, (laughs) yeah, so your your grandpa was dishonored. Was dishonored, right? By he fought in a war too, didn't he? He fought in the big war. Wow, buddy, you better yeah. believe you it. You can't even eat a f-ing calzone when you say you're gonna. <laughs> My man was there at D Day. Where are you at? So what I was what I was gonna do at this wedding, and I would have gotten full clearance on this. I would have I would have been greenlit to do this. You know, do the old the tap on the glass, right? Get everybody's attention. A toast. Stand up and deliver like forty seconds of heartfelt like. Mm-hmm. Love isn't fickle. Right. Love is patient. Love is something that's in your marrow. It's who you are. And when to whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then this is all, and as people are like, ah, wow. Like "Mm, Dave and his, Dave and his lovely bride, Megan, share a glance, you know, with each other. And they like have a little moment. Then I give them the old uh, bait and switch with, Love isn't something you can just throw away like Brian and a calzone. Love isn't something you brag about right. and then it's not a bet that you welch on. <laughs> <laughs> I would be greeted with a lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. The people that know the story, the OGs in the family. Right, and that's what matters. One being cousin Dave and the other being cousin Dave's friend Kenny would have laughed and that would have made it worth it. Mm. So all this to say I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get to do that. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. And Megan, I'm sorry I I can't be at the wedding. And if you get the opportunity to ball bag Brian about not eating the calzone. Do it. John, we're now going to check back in on the Pickett Royal Wedding. Again, this is BBC coverage we were lucky enough to get a hold of. Uh, Here it is as the ceremony continued. And now the happy couple is Lady and the Tramping, one single heart-shaped pierogi, as is tradition. I shared a one-hitter with uh, one of these catering guys down here, and he said it's uh, it's a sour cream and onion. And it appears now that Kenny's father, Mr. Mr. Pickett, is going to say a few words. Look at Kenny's dad. I mean, he is an absolute hoss. Guy played middle linebacker at Chippensburg. If the Steelers hadn't signed those 10 dudes in free agency to replace Bob Spillane, we should look at this guy. That's right, Jim, an absolute unit. Smoke now rising from the papal conclave, turning from gold to black. From Gooskies in Polish Hill to Conley's in Lawrenceville and beyond. From river to river, Pittsburghers rejoice. This has been Nigel Farnsworth. And Jim Rabniak, Shar Valley Class 89. Colts football leader and special teams tackles. Parkway West champs, baby. And I did not shit in that urinal. A terrible rumor, no doubt. This is Nigel Farnsworth signing off. Magic. Mm. So cool that we were able to get immersed in the in that magic. <laughs> Before we get out of here, John. Ooh. And I don't want to. I really don't want to do uh, like R.I.P. notes at the mm. end of every show. But mm. 
Former Steeler Clark Haggins passed away. Yeah, hated to see that. Far too young, 46 years old, cause of death still unknown. Haggins, underrated. Yeah, part of a important, some important winning teams. Also feel like, yeah, he did not, I think because what we had, we had obviously had Joey Porter and other linebackers waiting in the wings, but, you know, could have, did he go to Arizona too? Yeah, yeah, he played for like 13 years. Yeah. He had Long a very, career. he had a good career for himself. Yeah. And uh John, you and I used to play this game at work that I also used to play with other people uh called Strip Sack. Love that game. So Strip Sack's cool because uh it's a game you play as an adult and you sneak up behind people with full beers right. at like parties or really whatever they're holding. It could be a professional <laughs> be situation. They could be holding their coffee mug, uh, an important document. You, you come up behind them and you yell strip sack yeah. and you punch it out or you do the like uh, you bring the arm up from high to low yeah, yeah, yeah you do the chop you know and I have heard you yell many times specifically Hagen's mm-hmm mm. cause you have to yell the name of a Steeler outside right. linebacker yeah. when you do it right and Hagen's to me it was like you know did he get enough love no what's one little thing I can do how can I be one of the helpers right. that Fred Rogers said to look for? Mm-hmm. Well, that was by yelling Hagen's while right. punching a coffee out of my friend's hand yeah. as he freaked out. Yeah, I've been that friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a huge bummer, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's use this as an opportunity and a springboard to bring Strip Sack back. Please, absolutely. You, yeah, if you yell Strip Sack, then somebody might go, huh, well... Here's a guy that appreciates good defense. Right. Yeah, right. I yeah. was, I did not have uh, enough points of contact on the ball. Right. Or in this case, yeah. the MacBook. <laughs> uh, it's a game. But yeah. That's the whole thing. You take you take troubling and inappropriate behaviors right. and you make them a game and it's cool again. Well, and and no one yeah. understood that more than Clark Higgins. He did get it. And there is, there is an, another aspect of that game, which is... The failed strip, Zach, you know, because it's because it's not it's you can you're not always a victim. Like if your fundamentals are good and your technique is good and somebody goes for the strip sack and doesn't get it. How how humiliating for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pack it in. Yeah. Tell your nah, dog. Tell your boss you're taking a half day. <laughs> that would be a failed great, strip sack. Failed strip sack. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mr. <laughs> Stevens, uh, I'm really not feeling it. I think I. I think I had a bad hoagie. Yeah. Uh, as you know, my hoagie was left here at my desk, <laughs> unrefrigerated overnight. Yeah, I think I dislocated my thumb also. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast. Huge shout out to Liveberg Studios. Check them out, livebergstudios.com. We really appreciate their hospitality. Big thanks to Chris Leia for having us here. Mm. And shout out to our producer, Ben Stonium, for being with us on site. It's the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.